it is actually really good to be recording again and talking to you all. I did miss recording podcasts, but you know, life happens and things just start to play out and need your attention. And that was the case for me for the last, what, five months? I think I posted in January. So yeah, five months. And it's just flown, as we always say. It's like the one sentence I think every human being is so... Every human being connects on this one sentence that time has just flown, because it really has. But I'm excited to post another one, and this is the third time that I've actually attempted to record this, because I'm still figuring out this whole editing thing, and I'm okay with that. That's the process of learning and expanding your awareness on what you're doing. You know, I'm not learning from anyone else, I'm just researching myself and going from there so this learning experience is in everything and that's valid so if this audio isn't perfect I'm okay with that I'm still learning the ropes but I have tweaked a few things and I realized a few things and stopped doing (laughs) there are a few things that I figured out why the last audio was just not good I actually did post the audio but then when I was listening to it I thought this is just not up to the level that I would like it to be so I pulled it and now I'm redoing it but that's okay see how we go with this one so you can probably well most likely tell from the title what we're going to be talking about what I'm going to be talking about today I understand completely how deep this conversation goes how big of a topic this really is which is why I want to say that you know this conversation doesn't end at this episode. This is a conversation that will continue and uh, it will always be a factor that needs to be discussed. I think you all know that if something doesn't start to feel good in terms of you listening to this and certain things are coming up, you know to click off. You don't need to continue to listen. I think you would be aware of that. It's better for you to switch off than it is to you do not need to endure. You switch off, you do what you need to do for self. Because I do understand how, as I said, how big of a topic this really is. But a very important one that needs to be had. The ones that experience it and that are comfortable to share their story are the ones that can create some needed change in these discussions. That is why I'm open in a lot of ways about my experiences in my life and what I've gone through. An advocate, an activist for the human experience. Like many things in the human experience, stigmatization and dehumanization, expansion of awareness, non-existent in that area. We are just scratching the surface on a lot of these topics. We're just hitting these marks now. So for generations, the conversations, even the awareness and the validation of that have been non-existent. We are all still learning, we will forever be learning, and I'm sure in the next 10 years there'll be things that are spoken about that we didn't even know were a reality. I'm 100% certain of it. We're always evolving, right? That's, That's the point of the human experience, is to evolve, grow, to learn, to be open to that. But the thing is, is people need to be in that state of mind. And with everything that goes on in the life of individuals, it's very much... A pathway that isn't taken. Not for everybody, but enough. And that's why my story on this 
is opportunity for expansion of awareness, just like many of the things that I post are opportunities for expansion of awareness. Nothing is just what it seems. This society likes to paint one image on a lot of its pathways. That one image does not fit everybody. That one image doesn't cater for everybody. And that one image is not everything. And that also is a part of this conversation as well with suicide. It's definitely a part of this conversation too. But the painted image that gets put in front of you, you're made to believe that there's nothing behind it. It's not a reality. It never was a reality. And because of it, the extended awareness is non-existent. There are people that would sit there and think there just has to be more than this. I'm one of those people. I know that there is so much more to it than meets the eye. An example of it, a quick example that I'll give, like in hospitality or retail, when you see someone just getting angry at the person behind the register, obviously it's not a valid behaviour. You know, in your painted view, it's this one thing. And it's valid to be in that one thing, but at the same time, how do we break a cycle? How do we break the need for people to use other people as a punching bag? Because that's essentially what it is. If someone's having a lot going on in their life, if it's chaotic, if there's instability, going into a retail store, going at it with whoever is available, a lot of people do that unconsciously. A lot of people choose other human beings as their punching bag for them to cope with what they're going through because they've never been taught another way nor do they choose another pathway that's where the image the one painted image is there to think that me yelling at somebody is the only way for me to be heard for me to get what i want and for me to feel better about myself but essentially that's not really reality though feeling better about yourself because then it's an addictive behavior where you go and do it again to someone else. It's a cycle that just keeps cycling and there's no end. There's nothing fulfilling about that cycle within their own pathway. But that is where the expansion of awareness comes in. You know, why do you feel the need to go into a store and just rage? Just rage. Or see something small and create a mountain out of it. But you feel this need to do it. Why? That's the thing. That's the expansion of awareness. It's one example. There are so many examples I can use, but this has everything to do with the topic that I'm going to be talking about. It has everything to do with it because suicide isn't just one painted image. There are many pathways to this and each of us that have experienced it and do have our own versions, have our own stories, our own experiences. We're not all the same. There might be similarities, 100%, definitely there is. But there is so much more than just one version. So much more. And that's with, like I said, a lot of things in our society. This quote that I came up with when I posted the last, like when I actually posted the episode that I did and then I pulled it, the one I was talking about. Expanding our awareness is expanding our compassion and empathy for ourselves and for others. Truly. It really does. And I am proof of that. I used to see things from what I consider to be a bubble. But that bubble doesn't allow expansion or growth. And it also doesn't allow me to see my own behavior and my own self and where I can grow from, where I can actually acknowledge certain things that I'm not a fan of, but I want to remove from my pathway. Seeing beyond the bubble allows you to see things 
in different ways because not everything is as it seems. But it also helps you to see why people do what they do. Another small example that I'll use, and I've said it so many times on my advocacy page, anyone that calls me ugly, I'm not ugly. You're just coming from your own self-preference and you choose to project it in a certain way of control. Some part of you believes that people owe you to look like the way that you see fit and attractive. No one owes you that shit. I'm not going to change my looks to fit your self-preference. That's not how this goes. It's on that line. In realizing that, no, I'm not ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm just not their preference. And you know what? That's okay. But what's not okay is they're making it out like I have to be. No, I do not. Get off your pedestal. No one owes you that. Just to add that little thing into there. I am going to do a part two of this conversation. As I said, it doesn't just end at one episode. And whatever doesn't get spoken about in this episode will be implemented into the next one. It's a big topic. It's a big, big topic. But we'll see where it flows. That that will be the thing, where it flows. But it really has been 19 years. It really has been. And it is something that I still experience to this day. I actually am just coming out of, we'll say, an episode of it this weekend. It just decided to completely flood me. So I am just coming out of that right now. Thankfully, this process has gotten me to a point of being able to implement what I need to for myself to keep moving through, to keep finding a way to break the cycle, but also to remind myself of the realities that can be covered up when you get into this state of mind. It's been my reality for 19 years. I mean, I know how it goes. I know how it flows. I know what it's like. And adapting to growing older, obviously, and new things being added to it, it feels like a constant learning experience. Truly, and it has been. In realism, it has been a constant learning experience and trying to catch the flow of where it's going when new, when new things come in, new experiences, and in my case, even new trauma, and how it evolves with that or through that, what it uses it for. I was around nine, though, when I started having these thoughts. I was very young. And like I said at the start, awareness and acknowledgement of this reality was non-existent. Not just in my world, in many people's worlds as well, but in this case, definitely in my world. So that nine-year-old had absolutely no idea the meaning behind these thoughts and the reasoning behind these thoughts and why and what it even is in the first place. She was quite afraid of it. And I think the most frightening thing about it that I can actually say from this day that I still feel is the validation from it. This is one of the angles of suicide that I don't think is spoken about enough, maybe because people might think of it in a certain way, but it's actually a reality where you feel validated to feel this way because of all the reasons that mindset will list. It's like a filing system, a filing cabinet, right? And in this filing cabinet is all these files of proof of why you should be in this mindset why you should consider not being here. So when things happen, like let's say a traumatic experience occurs, the automatic system that implements itself is opening up the filing cabinet, bringing out all the files to prove from all the past experiences why you should consider not being here anymore and why you're this and why you're that and why you were treated this way and why you will continue to be because then what gets triggered from that? Survival mode protective mode. You're dealing with a whole filing cabinet system. 
then you're dealing with your coping mechanisms. Everything comes at you at once. And even though it was implemented by no choice of that nine-year-old, it feels like you have a whole world against you. It feels like things falling on top of you and you're reaching your hand up and you can see the light, right? You can see the sky, but everything just keeps falling on top of you and you're, you're trying your absolute best to keep a hole so you can see the sky, but it's getting darker and darker and things just keep falling and falling and you're getting exhausted from holding it up. It is getting mentally and physically exhausting until you get to the point where you just fall into it and that light disappears and it's, you're just covered. And you feel like you have no choice but to come to this acceptance that this, that this is your reality. That this is what it is because of how heavy it is, how dark it can be and how you feel like you'll never be able to lift all this stuff off you because it's so freaking heavy. That's the way that I can explain this. I've come up with many other ways to connect you to the feeling of what this is like of what this really feels like to be in a suicidal state. It's not just you dealing with a suicidal state from experiencing the experience and what comes with that. It's not just like if I'm feeling a certain way about a certain word and you call me that word, you're not just saying this word. It's opening up a can of worms that is attached to that word. A traumatic experience occurring is opening up a massive can of worms. There is so much more to this. And breaking this cycle is one of the hardest cycles I've had to break. Well, I'm still breaking, to be honest, because it has proof. And I fall into it because it's so it's so convincing of using every single scenario that has played out in my past. Like I said, bringing it out of the filing cabinet, laying it out on the table and saying, this is why, this is why, look at what this person did to you and this person, look what happened in the past and this and that and this and that and every thought that you've had. How you feel about yourself, your body, your existence, every negative thought that you've had, intrusive thoughts. We're battling all of it. And with my past, it is one of my biggest challenges to break that cycle of validating all those past experiences as proof of why I shouldn't exist. Sometimes I'm still in shock at some of the things that played out in my journey. Sometimes I'm still in shock at the behavior and the levels that human beings will go to. Sometimes I still sit there and I, th I think I cannot believe that I went through that. And then I meet it with, I can't believe I survived through that. I barely made it through. I'm here. I still can't believe I'm here. But I always had this feeling like there was a part of me that wanted to see the sky. And the metaphor that I used that really believed that even just like, you know, when the sun shines through the clouds, that there would just be something. I know how this sounds too, but you're human. There's a part of you that wants better, whether you want to deny it or not. There will always be a part of you that desires for better in this life. And there was always this part of me that desired, that wanted so badly for better, for different. And that believed that it may, it may happen, even though there was no proof. There was no proof. There was nothing to go of. There was no experience in my life that created enough safety for me to believe that I deserved to be saved, nor that it was a possibility. Everything around me was impossible. Everything around me was survival because of what our generations have been through and individual experiences. Like you could just name a whole list and then you, you're taken into that journey as well.
and then you have projections from other people and then you even have your own projections because I also fell really hard into such negative patterns that the way that I treated myself because of them was inevitable honestly to see a different picture from the one that's painted in front of your face every day of your life I'm not going to go into how when it comes to the attempts that occurred during my life I'm not going to go in depth on that I never will started having thoughts at nine, experienced an attempt at 12, and it just grew from there. Going through a trauma at the age of seven, I do believe that this was what implemented this into my coping mechanism. I do believe that there's a starting point that gets us to these situations. And I do think that that, amongst other things that were occurring in my environment, became the validation that death can be a reality and it's a better reality. Anything but dealing with what she was dealing with and what my teenage self was dealing with and even my present self as well. Like I said, human beings, we naturally just desire for better and every stage of my life desired for better. But because it wasn't a part of my reality, the only reality that seemed possible was through death. And having those kind of thoughts as a nine-year-old, the mind is just so interesting that that's where it went. That's where it went. And I don't blame it, to be honest. I don't. I don't blame any of it. The validation of death, the desire for a different reality from the one that they were living in, definitely a contributor, a feeder, probably the main focus point of this entire mindset. Just knowing that you deserve better, but not actually being able to see that or validate it. It's an unconscious feeling. Because a lot of the things that are for our highest good, a lot of the things that our highest self tells us is unconscious when we're not aware of it and when we're not awakened to it. So did actually get diagnosed with depression and anxiety at 12. I went into the Royal Children's Hospital when I fainted from an anxiety attack, was diagnosed and was actually sent to a counsellor. And from that experience, counsellor used this method that I found very fascinating. I still remember it too. This counsellor said, pretend that there's a camera in the corner of the room and you act how you act to your parents and then you watch that over. How would you feel about how you treat your parents? This experience with this counsellor was very much a reflection of what it is to be unheard and unsupported. An unfortunate experience with a counsellor who fed thoughts of her feeling like a burden. Because initially, the counselling sessions that I had with this counsellor were surrounded by the conversation of how much are you burdening your parents with your behaviour? And it's insane to even discuss now, to think, I, I, as a counsellor, as a professional counsellor, I can't fathom or validate the idea of telling anybody that they are a burden. And it's so fascinating to me where people get the validation in their own mind, if not probably from their own experiences, to project this. It did feed those thoughts of feeling like a burden. Remember just really going through the mindset that I knew that I was a burden and you've just confirmed that for me. So something like that embeds itself even further into your system, feeds intrusive thoughts, negative thoughts, and that just plays upon you every single day. When I say that things have their starting point and then throughout your life, things feed it and expand it and it grows. This is a great example of that. It had a starting point and as I got older, it just grew and grew and grew and embedded itself more and more. And it honestly felt like a normal part of my system until the resolution, which was death. That was the end game for me. That was where I was hoping to be at many points of my life. And um, I just remember how heinous it was getting especially as a teen, an everyday spectacle, every day, 
the moment I'd wake up to the moment I'd go to bed, out for dinner with people, smiling and, you know, creating this this mask. Because I had created this mask from a child. I had to. I was a child that wasn't heard or supported or validated in her own experiences. So masking and creating a persona was the only way that she felt like she could survive. Being let down by adults as a child is massive trauma. And what evolves from that? Masking feels like the only way when you're still alive. I said I was going to be deep and honest and I meant it. No matter how it sounds, honestly. This is a reality for myself and many other people. So... Even being at dinner and laughing and being silly and, you know, I can be very humorous. I am a humorous person. I like that. It's just I'm very choosing on who I display that to. <laughs> but even in my humor, you'd finish your humorous moment and then you'd think about you'd think about it. I'd sit there afterwards and everyone else would be talking and it would just pop into my head. I'd be driving my car and it'd pop into my head every point of my waking life. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. It just became like that when I was a teen. And things just added to it. And then it started, like I said, the filing cabinet comes out. Remember what happened then? Remember what that person said? Remember how you were treated? This is why it keeps happening to you. This is why you shouldn't be here because it keeps happening to you. And it's going to keep happening to you as long as you're alive. It's never going to end. This is your life, Ashley. And in my awareness, it was like this wasn't a choice. But to every part of me that was suffering, this was the only one. And I know people are going to say, well, then that's, that's a choice. That's the choice. It's not a choice. It's not a choice in the physical aspect that I would choose for myself. It's a choice to every single part of you, to the part of you that is suffering immensely. And it's the only choice to that part. There is a difference to the person that is suffering immensely inside you. It is the only option. I really felt that I was just a shadow. People have the metaphor that, you know, it's okay to just exist, and that's valid. I can see where people are coming from in that. But in my version, I've spent majority of my life just existing and not actually living because I didn't see life as worthy of living. I couldn't. Again, no proof. There was no proof. There was no evidence. Nothing in that filing cabinet that could tell me otherwise. And do you think it would when you've suffered so much? The only thing I ever knew was suffering. The only thing I ever knew was survival. The only thing I ever knew and saw was no peace. So I really just couldn't validate the living experience that people would talk about, even see it as anything really. So for majority of my life, I've existed in a body and as someone that I don't even know who they even were. I can't even tell you who I even was because I don't even know. I didn't even have a self-identity. My clothing, everything, it was just this nothingness from this mindset. My presence was a shadow and that was my existence. And I walked around like that. I evolved through that. And do you think that I was going to show people that? No way. No way. I was open uh, maybe once or twice about this stuff. But when you're open to other teenagers about these kind of things and they don't even have the awareness either, of course, the reaction that you'd hope for was not really a reality. It was an inner experience that was kept to myself just like many other people do too. Because it wasn't safe exactly to share this kind of stuff. Or even to even know what it was. I didn't, I didn't fully understand it. I didn't fully know what it was until later on in my 20s. And even now I'm still, I'm still learning about it. But I understand it a lot more. And I'm 27 now. Like I feel like I'm just grasping the full awareness on this entire mindset. And I'm okay with that. Because I have the choice to expand my awareness. awareness and that's what I'm choosing to do. 
for myself and for others. I wanted to understand this. I wanted to understand where it came from and why, why it exists in the first place and why I still fall into it at times. And I validate it and I understand it. I get it. It doesn't come from nothing. And even though it is, it's a traumatic mindset to have and what comes with it and what it triggers and just the whole process of it. But for me, I deserved compassion and empathy for myself because every single thing that has evolved in my life has evolved through the trauma and the environments and other people's behaviours and projections and my own. If a different picture was painted, then a different way of living would have been a reality. But this wasn't the way my life unfolded. So personally, I just have no reason to go against it. But I will break it. That is my goal, to break it. Because I know that it's not something that is for my highest good and it doesn't make me feel good. And I am finding my purpose in myself and my life has really changed from me healing. You know, I'm here. Through all of it, I'm here. Sometimes I just, through it all, honestly, through it all, I, I just I sometimes can't believe that I'm actually here. And mentally and physically, emotionally and spiritually able to validate that I am living. You know, I can see the worthiness of life and I can see my presence becoming a full existence rather than just a shadow that's amongst society. I'm starting to see my life as what it is and evolving my identity, my own sense of style, my own self-worth and self-value. I'm starting to really adapt that and evolve it and grow it and learn from it when things come up and it's just a whole experience that I'm that I came to and has continued to continue even though it was there are moments I thought that I wouldn't get here actually there were a lot of moments every single point <laughs> through the healing journey I just couldn't see myself ever getting to this point it felt so impossible to heal the things that broke me countless of times and yet I'm here even though there was no proof to be, I am here. I'm here for myself and I'm here to be the breaking of these cycles for others as well. To do it differently, to live differently, to evolve differently. That goes against all the generational shit and the cycles that were the creators that implemented a lot of this into my system. The way that society's behaviour and how it was projected onto me to not continue it. To not be the feeder for other people's own cycles and coping mechanisms. There is no way in hell that I wanted to be someone that implements it into their system or continues it or feeds it. And through my experiences, I potentially was through my younger years. Most likely was at times. But that is the involvement that I've chosen to take into learning and growing from that. And becoming the version of myself that I want to be for myself and for others using it all to evolve and to help society evolve as well. To learn from our lessons, to learn from our mistakes, because mistakes are a good opportunity to learn. Learn where it is that we're hurting people and in every way possible, knowing that we can avoid that. We don't need to do this. It doesn't need to be like this. My journey and the many other people that go through this as well doesn't need to be a part of people's realities and existence in this human experience. And it's really, it's just, it's so hard to heal in environments and even in a society that just projects in the way that it still does. 
can be such a hinder in this process, really. And that is why I'm advocating in the way that I am, because the behaviours of human beings and the projections and everything can be a hinder in people's process. It shouldn't be a situation of ignoring it or anything like that. It should be people learning that this is not the way. This is not the way to act. This is not the way to do it. And if you want to help mental health, and if you want to do something about suicide, looking at ourselves and how we act to other people and also to ourselves is one way to start. Because we are the problem and we are the solution as well. We are the only solution, truly. Whether you want to deny it or accept it, even myself played a part in the issues. But I'm willing to see it. I'm willing to acknowledge it. And that's the first step, acknowledging and seeing the parts that we've all played and we do play in all of this. Definitely going to end the podcast here. There will be a part two into further discussion of this because like I said at the start, this conversation doesn't end at one episode and I will be diving more into the stigma that I faced, some of the experiences with people in this. I'll just be diving a lot more into some of the realities of having this kind of mindset and what was played out from other people. We learn from these conversations as well. It's not about trying to create this this fault system, but I do think accountability, that awareness and acknowledgement of our own behaviours, like I've said, is how we evolve and learn and grow, whether you like it or not. You know, I didn't like it either. My ego hated it, but I've grown from it and I'm grateful for it. If I didn't know my own mistakes and if I didn't know the things that I'm doing that were hindering my process and that were hurting other people, I wouldn't have evolved and grown the way I have. I wouldn't have been able to relate to people in the way that I can. It was hard enough being someone that's experienced life the way that I have. It was challenging enough not having anything to go by and having to create the foundations by myself. So essentially it's not about putting a fault on self either. When you create the foundations for yourself, without anything to go by, not even a map on how to put it together. You're learning as you go, but you have to be open to that learning. If you're going to create the foundation for yourself, you have to be open to learning. So much to this conversation, but it was a learning experience that has brought me to where I am now, and it continually will be a learning experience. I'll keep learning as I'm going and keep creating and evolving it, as I've said. I like the word evolve and growth. (laughs) I use it a lot. That brings me to the end, as it was meant to be before look out for part two if you made it to the end thank you for hearing me thank you for listening and i hope in some way if you experience this too that you've felt heard so until next time guys take care